Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident archaeologist of the Pod DL. How are you, bud? Hey, buddy. I'm. Uh, How those digs going? Slowly. I'm a very full, <laughs> full archaeologist after a big pasta dinner. Oh man, it's delicious. I love so, that place. Yeah, it's good. So not fast. We went on our These first double date there. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did do that. Yeah. It's a nice spot. Bondi Junction has some great cuisine. It does. I mean. I don't typically eat no, for restaurants, <laughs> but I think that there's a couple there. There's a couple of gems. I think there's a there's, sneaky couple of gems. There's a ramen place, I think, as well. Oh, really? But you love ramen. I actually yeah. make, like, a phenomenal ramen, you like, if I ramen? may say so myself. Who makes ramen? That's a weird thing to make. I, it was winter, and it was still kind of COVID, and I was like, hey, I could I could do this. What is, well, like, what is the... What, it probably isn't that hard. It's not. The process is yeah. you've just got to, like, leave it to simmer for absolutely ages, like, in yeah. the broth. So you just got to plan, yeah. basically. You just got to take time and... Yeah, it just takes Planning. a lot of effort. What have you been up to, buddy? What's been happening? Oh, uh, you know, same your, same. Uh, your little party last week. I did have a little party. Little, little, little party. party. You were in and out. It was, yeah. He sees enough of me on the podcast. <laughs> he gets us two hours a week. It's not enough, man. It's just not enough. It was, uh, yeah, it was it's an good. engagement it was nice party, party, hey. Yeah, it was an engagement party. Look at you, you guys being all grown up. Ten Prosecco bottles. Ten? Later. Gail bought like eight or something. Jeez. Party lasted a while. Yeah, it went on. Hey. Well, like, like, look, it was an engagement party. I thought it was going to be like, like a short affair. I thought it was going to be in and out. So, like, I, mean, I thought it was in any scenario. It's the not meeting a... was the meeting. <laughs> the invite said like one p.m. and I thought, all right, well, it's probably going to be a few casual chill drinks, and everyone's going to be out by like four or five. So, obviously, my partner had to go off and do her thing. So, I was like, oh well, if it's going to be wrapping up by like five p.m., what's the point of sticking around that much longer? So when we left. <laughs> And then everyone apparently arrived. No, yeah, everyone. I mean, you left like what three thirty? Everyone probably got there at like two thirty, three thirty, somewhere in between there, and then it kept going. Anyway, this is boring chat. Kicked on big time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, kick on. If you guys don't want to listen to us chat shit about our weeks, feel free to jump around. There will be time codes in the description. Thanks, as always, to friend of the show and editing genius, Mister Matthew Bliss of Blissery.fm. We'll give you all of his details at the end of the show. Stick around because he is worth your time. DL, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to? Nothing really. You know the the Murdaugh case? Murdaugh? Do you know what this is? <laughs> no, what's You this? haven't heard of this case in America? <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a lethal weapon Some character. Dude, it's actually well, he is he is the character, but he's a it's a it's a gnarly family from North Carolina that's uh-huh. like super I think it's North Carolina. Are they too old for this shit by any chance? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're super like they're basically like really rich old family own both sides of the law in this like Ooh. podunk town like way richer than everybody else and uh have been getting away with murder literally well for a while and quite literally Mm. this guy apparently he he was indicted he was being indicted by his own family for a bunch of shit in the law firm because he did a bunch of like embezzlement and you know all sorts of bad stuff the things you do when you're you're super rich and you think you can get away with anything he apparently killed his well he was under uh investigation and on trial for killing his wife and son what yeah is this like on a netflix show all, or something it is so okay. anyway, where i'm going is on top of all so all this has been happening for like a year i think or six months or something and uh they've released a netflix documentary about the family and you it's know, called what it's called murder murder m-u-r-d-a-u-g-h i think anyway i don't know what it's called it, like i don't know what the actual it, it has their name in it okay it's interesting i gotta check this out this looks fun 
I'm uh, fun. This looks right up the alley I'm into. Not fun at, the at moment. all. It talks. Well, this is the so far the documentary is about his son. Okay, all right. I'm wondering. There's like three or four episodes. I'm wondering if it's ever going to get to him or if this is just going to be like of an expose. Always builds up to it. I don't know because the outcome like just happened. So oh, yeah. like he just got convicted. I'm pretty sure. Oh, like but this, a lot like, like recently. This yeah. last six like months in the last, or something. Like in the last month. Yeah, but they pump. They churn that shit. My out. point they is churn. like I think it's more like to give you the backstory of this family uh-huh. ahead of that outcome. Okay, I don't think they're going to dig too much into that. That's fun. Uh, there's but, actually, I'm actually in a bit of a sort of like, that's really up my alley right now. You know, sometimes your brain gravitates to certain like genres of TV. Like I'm not actually going to talk about anything today, but I've, th- there's one thing that I'm nearly finished with. And it's like kind of like morose like that. <laughs> morose. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of in that same region. I've been watching it recently. It's kind of just depressing because anyway, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's, it okay. was interesting and it's a mutual thing. Like, Gail was like, we need something we both want to watch together. And I was like, just don't put on reality TV. <laughs> I was like, anything, like, I compromised at that point. I was like, anything but reality TV. Well, actually, the partner's been out a lot recently. She's had a lot of work stuff going on, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, literally, I've had all the time in the world to myself to, with the TV. And I've like, there's just nothing I want to watch. Like, That's- it's really random. And there's so much good stuff. Watch, watch Lord of the Rings. I just like... Can't, yeah, I should. I absolutely should. That's, but, come on. But one thing I, I have been talk watching. About it. Okay, one thing I have been watching is this show on Netflix, and it's called C U N C Kunk on Earth. Sorry, C U N K Kunk on Earth. And how to describe it to you? It is. It's effectively like a narrative of like society as it's built through the years, right? Mm. And it's this British chick, and she sort of does that Borat thing of acting dumb in like interviews with like real historians and real like. Mm-hmm. Uh, real like art historians and stuff like that and asks like a stupid question like but why is Michelangelo's dick so small Ty- you know what I mean just just yeah. to like throw them and see how yeah. they react to these LG questions style thing. I- exactly yeah. like that like Bora or Ali G and- but she's got that British sensibility about it like it's so dry it's almost like they don't see it coming they don't see it coming yeah. but it's almost got like the sensibility of like a Monty Python or something like that because it comes out of such left field yeah and I it's really fun and it's actually I want to say it's informative. It's really not. But it's just kind of funny and dumb. Like, I like it a lot. It's different. You should check it out. Yeah, I would, but there's so many things on my list. Okay. I mean, it's like Shadow of Bone got released. That's my dumb thing I'm going to watch next. I will watch it next. I think I'm all right. What else? I, kind of, I just love Ben Barnes. I do love him too. He's I great. I want to see what he's doing. Uh, I was watching His Dark Materials. Oh, yeah. Talk to him about that. I finish it. I'm slowly getting to the end. Look, I think it's overrated. Oh, really? But it's like a surprising choice of HBO adaption. If you're going to adapt a high fantasy thing, I'm kind of like, there's got to be better ones than that. It's very tweeny. It's not terrible. It's better than Shadow and Bone. <laughs> That's a glowing indictment. It's better than Shadow and Bone as far as fantasy goes. I think we've talked about this recently. Yeah, well, because I've been watching it slowly but surely. It's got like religious elements and multi-world uh, elements. And I mean, it's 84% of Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't get why, though. Okay. Oh, wow. I think it's I think it's a little bit worse than that. I think it's more like a seventy eight. I mean, what would you what would you give a shadow and bone at that point? What would you give? No, eighty is a sta- a, t- a statement. Okay. Once you get to eighty, it's you can consider it good. Okay, seventy. I would say is that anything in the seventies? What would I give shadow and bone? Yes. Are you really asking me this? Yes, worse than Aquaman. I, we're not we're not doing it for the pot. We're doing it on like <laughs> what would you say shadow and bone? Like is on a, at absolute tops thirty. 30? Yeah, like no way higher than that. No chance. Let's look. I didn't I didn't enjoy. I mean, oh, if you want me to tell you what I actually think it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be around 64, I reckon. But That's my point. Like my, it, this is definitely a solid 10% better. I think enough people are tweeny enough to enjoy that show, but like it doesn't I don't think it's got mass appeal. But does his dark materials have like mass mass appeal? It seems to do better. Interesting. Uh, let's see. What let's is see. it? Do, 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 do. 
89 fuck 89% from gorgeous costumes to impressive if intimidating world building shadow and bone is certainly as meticulous as its source material but folding in unexpected stories it expands the novel scope to craft that exciting adventure for fans and newcomers alike I don't agree with this rating but I will say I don't think uh, what's it called is that much better I've lost all respect for Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> Like on I just used level. to like the main girl, which I don't either. By the way, I don't like anyone except her. Ben teeth Barnes. is very yellow. How what in this? Her teeth are very yellow oh. in this show. It's like go get a white purpose. If, if you, she wasn't famous, right? Seems like a character choice. Like they made her like as in. Well, like, she did come from like the poor. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a character choice. Doubt it. <laughs> I haven't noticed that. Good. Um, that show I paid zero attention anyway, to. Don't go back and listen to that episode because it's yeah. a crap one. What um, else? What have you been watching beyond uh, not Shadow Bone? So I watched an interesting film last couple of weeks. Me and the partner, we had a, it was like a, I don't know, like a Sunday night or something. We were like yeah. flicking through and we stopped, we, we, for some reason we decided we wanted to watch a Hugh Jackman film. Now the re- <laughs> the reason was, <laughs> the so, reason was. That is so random. I know, I know. Well, I woke up today and I needed some Hugh Jackman in my life. The reason was I wanted to watch Logan <laughs> and she did not want to watch a comic book movie. So we, we settled on a, a newish film. I think it's from last year. It's called Reminiscence. You may have seen the trailers for it. It got pretty like roundly wiped by the uh, by the critics. It's about like a future state where the oceans have risen, the world's all changed, etc. And the short version is that instead of people trying, it's so hard to live in this world. People like take swimming lessons. No, well, yeah, they, they probably need them. They found a way to live effectively through their memories, so you can like induce a state where like you can actually feel like you're back at a certain point in your life. And like, all Hugh because Jack- there's a bit more water. Oh man, it's so well. There's wars and yeah, stuff and etc. and things. Water like, wings. It's all right. It's not, it's not terrible. Like it's not yeah. bad. It's just not good. Uh, I didn't, noodles. Like the the main the the main female lead, her like she did this like U turn with her like whole personality at the very end of the film. Like you couldn't tell if she was a goodie or a baddie or whether she was been like strong armed into doing the things she was doing. And then it turned out like she loved him all along, and it was like it just didn't add up. Sounds, it wasn't some cheap. of its parts. It it yeah. felt cheap they the should, whole way through. Uh, they put all their budget into <laughs> huge Jackman. They should have just gotten water wings and called it a day they should have used um, the water world again i never saw that movie oh man we should put that on one of our i saw the universal list. studios ride oh here you go company the movie rotten tomatoes the is, show sorry rotten tomatoes is winning me back a little bit the rotten tomatoes for this reminiscence film is 36 percent. see i would wow. never i would never yeah. allow well we clearly didn't look at that but you have to it. you have to look that's very true 36 percent is not worth so talking. bad all right hit me with your last one what else have you uh to? chris rock has a new comedy special out oh that was what it's basically the material he toured here with like a year ago got it got it got it um and he addresses the will smith stuff having gotten to that point i was 45 minutes in <laughs> not gonna lie, I don't. He kind of bugs me now. Yeah, I'm not a fan. He used to be much better. Mm. I feel like a lot of comedians do that. They get a bit like almost self congratulatory with their com- comedy. I don't know. He's just he just yells a lot and repeats himself. <laughs> and I'm just sounds like, like me. And like his insights aren't like they're kind of like it's his his delivery is kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, okay. But his insights aren't that like you know like a comedian can like take you to a place where he mm-hmm, makes it. Mm-hmm. He he takes it. He gives you this premise, and you're like, no way, dude. You're not gonna you're not gonna get me on board with this. And then he finds a way to like he or she, I should say, insightfully make you be like, Oh, fair enough. Even though like it started out with like uh, some absurd claim, 
right that was totally borderline totally like his insights aren't like that they're just like he's not i i like he's always felt like kind of privileged to me like he's probably not he's not from privileged background but like i feel like when he got when i started watching him in comedy he'd already done film stuff so like it's it's that thing about a good band, right? Black when you, man privilege? Is that what you telling me? <laughs> it's like when you start, the black right. man's privilege. Let me let me ch- let me change <laughs> let me change direction this very quickly. <sighs> when when you start listening to a new band, right? They're yeah. singing about having no money. They're poor. The the like they're just it's trying harder. to get by. Yeah, it's harder to and be then real. when they yeah. make money and yeah. they they're like living the Hollywood lifestyle, it's not the same music. It's like the Arctic Monkeys. Now they're crap because they they have no. Unless they were always high on themselves, like the 1975 or who did love to toss himself off. But he I was did, like, I, did, I thought the Arctic Monkeys. He was very privileged growing up. The 1975 guy. He was like the son of a celebrity. Yeah, no, it's my point. Like they were always, you know, they yeah. always toyed. He's super woke as well. So woke. Anyway, so woke. Uh, final thing I did this week. Mm. I watched another movie which is thank god better than reminiscence and had a blasting and i've actually i watched it in chunks because i like i enjoyed mm. it so much i wanted to slow down watching it but it was blade runner 2049 didn't what you, a movie didn't that you, is didn't you not like it no i love that movie i thought you'd so seen good. it before and you didn't like no no right no, it's one of my other i don't know some one of my other buddies Oof. not my other podcast mate don't think we can be friends yeah no he, he they he were just like the it's podcast. kind of boring oh it's my it's my tech it's my group chat with my buddies back home uh, they're like oh i found mm. it boring i was like you guys suck <laughs> <laughs> you don't get cinema uh, i mean it's i thought it was like perfectly executed Such, i'm like it is very long i'll give it that like i understand from that perspective but like even just that first scene with dave batista who i don't rate never have really rated as an actor like get it he, for a wrestler he's a good actor but as an actor <laughs> actor he's not my favorite um like ever since you, you start first scene and they like he smashes ryan gosling through a wall and then he has to kill it. oh it's so good mm-hmm. I, I really liked it as well i think it just sets a really good atmosphere and yeah oh, i just really quickly i remembered a good chris rock joke from the skit yes <laughs> a on. bit about do you remember like the storming of washington yes or they like tried to overthrow the government yeah of course it's a bit like the white people trying to overthrow the white people <laughs> like wait what they do they go in there we gotta get rid of them who us <laughs> it's so good says so the two white guys I, doing a podcast no but i had to give him credit i, I ripped him a bit but like that was fucking awesome that yeah, was uh, fucking hilarious i like that anyway. maybe maybe i'll give it to you after all hey guys what we do now is we talk a little bit about the news the things we've heard during the week we like to call this segment have you heard and wow 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 there's been a lot lot of things a lot I, of things I happening find any. you brought all the news this week well, there's a, f- a couple of fun things which I think you'll very much enjoy. Let me start with the news of the sequel to our famous rating system. You're on my favorite movie, Aquaman 2018. We both know that the second movie is coming up. I think it's coming around this Christmas. But this has been sent in by a few friends of the show, including friend of the show, AT. Thank you very much. We appreciate it when you guys send us stuff. You can send us it wherever you like. You can find us Instagram at podcastassemble or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Go to our website if you can't find those. It's www.podcastassemble.com. This one is phenomenal. So thank you, AT. But apparently, DL, Aquaman 2 is reportedly, and and like this is a pretty big claim, the worst movie in the DCEU. Now think about some of the movies that have come before this. as well. Didn't people like walk out of the screening? It's been reported people are getting up and walking out of like (laughs) test screenings. Now that's like, 
unheard of. <laughs> That's ludicrous. Are they like paid to be there or something? <laughs> well, like it's it's a privileged position. Like to be in there, you've got to know either know someone or be part of like a specific audience. And like to get up and walk out, fuck me. <laughs> pretty cool. How bad can it be? Well, I mean, apparently pretty bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna do it for the pod. Like my well, like I can't wait. Amber hurt in it, and they like took her out. I reckon she'll still be in it. Like, look, if Ezra Miller's still gonna be in the Flash movie, she's still gonna be in this. Surely. I, I I don't know. I feel like she was worse than Ezra. No, nah, Ezra's a pretty bad bloke at this point. I mean, but, but like, like I don't know. I think that's debatable. And but my point is, she got. Didn't she get? Like, I think she lost the lawsuit. Yeah, she lost the lawsuit. Something happened though. I thought they pulled her. I, I thought it was a. Announced- they were trying to. Oh, okay. They were trying to. I don't know if they could. They'd film most of the bloody movie. So how they'd pull her out? Like, just deep fake her face. <laughs> put her starfish in. Yeah, and we points. talk about it all the time. Just deep fake <laughs> Johnny Depp's face onto Amber Heard for all oh, times. God. <laughs> We'll still watch it. We'll still put some money in DC's pocket. I'll watch it. Yeah, I think sure. I, I just can't wait to do. I actually don't want to watch it at all. But like, whether we have Aquaman, to, I get it. Yeah, I just can't wait to do whether Aquaman two is better or worse than Aquaman twenty eighteen. I mean, like, <laughs> it seems. It sounds seems like clear. it's going to be worse. <laughs> it seems very clear. <laughs> if it ever comes to cinema, look. Anyway, did you hear this week, DL? Some fun news. Now, if you've been on our website, I was talking about just before, you'll see that we've got a blog about. Is ironically cocaine better, better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Go have a read. Have a go read, man. Like it's a lot of fun. Even DL laughed. He even got, I even got a chuckle from the man. He's like a stony faced killer over here. Yeah, stone man. But apparently there is another story, DL. <laughs> I think you're going to like this. That a, another yet again duffel bag of cocaine was in the ocean this time, and apparently was eaten by a great white shark. This isn't, a, this isn't a true story, though. I think it's based on again. A Who loose would story. have any recollection? I don't know, but apparently Elizabeth Banks is down to host a direct again. She's in for she's in for the ride for all the cocaine based animal. Why wouldn't she, why wouldn't <laughs> she be? She's probably made a bunch of money. She probably I mean like I assume cocaine bear was like a string shoe budget. Like it's funny that this is what she chose to like. What else has she directed? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of something. She did like the Charlie's Angels remake. She's done a few things. I haven't. She's a great actress. She. I like. I yeah. like her a lot. I don't love the movie she's directed though. But it's weird that like that's what you choose. I feel like she found a niche and she went stick into this stick. I don't know. Like, I feel Jaws, like she's look, got look, enough street cred, isn't she? Like married to Judd Apatow? No, that's not, she's not. Imagine like Jaws on cocaine is all I'm thinking. So it's like instead it's like it's like. You don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> Your heart will be going like this the whole oh, time. Like I already don't like sharks. Like, <laughs> yeah, sharks terrifying not a shit. Fan, anyway. dude. So you wouldn't watch this. You wouldn't do it for the pod. I mean, you've already skipped out on Cocaine Bay. You can't skip on both. You got to pick one. I just like those are both like really extreme predators. Yeah, I don't need cocaine. <laughs> they will. They they're already scary enough. I just like, remember. Can you imagine just a freaking uh, a, a great white shark with like with crazier eyes, eyes yeah. and lockjaw? Like. <laughs> Fuck, dude. We don't need this in our life, man. Like, I don't need that extra stress. Please don't yeah. come after me, cocaine shark. I just remember a bit in the movie Cocaine Bear where, like, the bear just literally just like it's it's obviously supposed to be like satirical, but like effectively just falls into a line of cocaine. So it just does a line. It's like, dude, like, come on, we get a satire, but make it a little bit. More. Nah, you know, not that film. As is, look. Did you also hear this week, DL, that apparently Warner Brothers, we're going a completely different direction for this one. I'm just taking you on a, yeah, uh, yada, 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 taking you on a tour of different mm. things. Apparently, Warner Brothers are doing all they can to reel Peter Jackson back into doing anything Lord of the Rings. 
anything at this point. I don't know what they have the rights to. Well, I mean, none of us do. But like, there's no more things to do. Well, let's Google it. What can Warner Brothers do with Lord of the Rings? Warner Bros. through New Line Cinema has held the movie rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit since the 90s. So just the books. Well, the, well, to make movies. So they can't make TV shows. They can't make that, that side of things. So I wonder if they will find some weird niche part of the story to do a spin-off from. But I guess my point is, is it the similarity? No, it looks like it's just the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's just those two, which is which is interesting. I think there's plenty you can do with those. Like, imagine they did, no, like, a not. spin-off of Gimli and Legolas going on an adventure. Would you watch that? If it was based off the source material, if it's just some freaking Hollywood dude, no. I, I can't tell you that, DL, but yeah. would you like to see Peter Jackson returning to this franchise that nearly killed Didn't the Didn't he do guy? The Hobbit as well? And it wasn't good. Well, I, th- I think the, the Hobbit. Hobbit was supposed to be being done by Guillermo del Toro, and they changed their minds at the last minute. I think they wanted to make it a trilogy instead of two movies. And he was like, fuck this, guys, I'm out. And then they just dragged Peter Jackson in at the last minute, who just had to do a bunch of green screen stuff, and it wasn't just wasn't what the previous ones were, was it? Well, no, if you're trying to make three movies out of what should have been barely one. Like barely, even a, barely even a one movie. Yeah. I but, mean, there's ways to make it two that they could have expanded on, but mm. not what they did. You know Interesting. I mean? Yeah, no, you not could have explored I'd... the dynamics between the dwarves and the elves more. Totally. Like, yeah. Well, that's where you get your, your Legolas and Gimli movie. Yes. <laughs> what did I say last time? Definitely said Legolas and Gimli. Look, I'd like to see more from Peter Jackson in this world. I'm not sure what, though, like you say. It needs some sort of, like, law to it, something steeping it into Lord of the Rings. I don't just want to see, I don't know, X person's script with the Lord of the Rings type. 100%. Over the front, well, and you know? the other scary part is, like, now you got two people owning like the content. Oh, yeah, totally. Like it's not they're not gonna coordinate like totally. it just doesn't seem well, I don't know why they did that. I they should have they should have sold it to one person. You know what I'd love to see? Yeah. An A twenty four Lord of the Rings movie. Now that would be interesting. <laughs> I don't think I want that. Either. I would love that. <laughs> I don't think I would. Why not? Talk well, to me. I just don't what is that gonna Lord of the Rings is supposed to be epic. A24 is yeah. not going to make this, like, epic. They're going to make they it did weird. That, they did that Macbeth. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be weird as hell, but, yeah. they, like, think the Green Knight. Think, like, that Macbeth that. That's movie. That's not what Lord of the Rings I is. I want that. Just go make another Green Knight or Hobbits something different. would be all weird and twisted. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Better than what they did There's on Amazon. There's other anyway. fantasy things to adapt, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like... In the plethora of like the world's fancy books, yeah, it's it's weird they keep going back to the same ones. I mean, over and it's over. It's just money, isn't it? I guess totally, anyway. totally. But I guess whenever they, I feel like they take the wrong lessons out of trying new things. Like they'll try a new thing, it won't work, and instead of being, oh, we we gave it zero marketing budget, or mm. we we got the wrong director, it's. Fan- fantasy books don't work. We can only make Lord of the Rings spinoffs forever. Do you know yeah, what I mean? No, it's like. No, I get Take the right lessons from these things, yeah. right? I mean, like it's yeah, it's easier to to do a Lord of the Rings spinoff that's bad and still make money than it is to like totally. take a risk on something new. Like totally. I think that's the you I don't just know if answered that's your own true. question. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's no. definitely the perception. I can see that. I mean, I I assume the Lord of the Rings on Amazon didn't make money because it was so expensive. No. It was like a billion dollars <laughs> or something. No way it made money. Yeah, like not a chance. <laughs> a tea, like a tea, like they what is it? Two dollars for Prime. Is it that cheap? I don't know what oh it is. God. Let's no, say it's, it's ten bucks like per month, twenty or something. Whatever it is, it's for just Prime Video. There's not a chance that it covered the eight billion, <laughs> whatever the so fuck true. they spent. That's so true. <laughs> the first ever billion dollar TV show. Look, yeah. we're we're getting stuck in semantics here. Mm. Did you hear this week, DL? Now you remember our uh, our, and I'm going to call it. We pushed this. Our 
fantastic hashtag save Daredevil campaign. It finally worked. Disney are picking back up. Daredevil's coming back to this, the small screen in Born Again, and it's bringing back Charlie Cox. And parking lots. And parking lots and corridors and yes. being blind. <laughs> but did you also hear this week, DL, that John Bernthal has been roped in to come back as the Punisher? I mean, there was like no doubt in my mind that he would. None at all. Love it's him. more just because A, they're going to pay him a shit ton of money. Probably it's Disney. B, he's perfect for the role. And also, I would hope though that they maintain some artistic integrity. Big time. And him. he's got to be R-rated. He's got to be a little R-rated. He can't, it's the Punisher, man. He like they're not kills people they for won't fun. do an R-rated movie, I don't think. Well, they're doing Deadpool. That's going to be R-rated. Logan. No, Deadpool. Deadpool yeah, 3 Logan is coming was to, R-rated, wasn't it? That was previous. That was uh, Fox. That didn't, that didn't sit with the MCU stuff. I think the thing that's most interesting about this is that, yes, he is coming back, but they are not bringing back the guys who played Foggy Nelson or Karen Page. So, like, they're halfway going towards making a story that we're going to recognize. I don't understand why they'd do that. Well, I don't know. Like, he was, Unless the guy they have, played, like, an ace in the whole casting. The guy who played Foggy was a little bit boring. I kind of thought he was a bit annoying. He That's was what I'm very saying. annoying. Maybe they just, they're just like, we can do better. Yeah, pro- I mean, maybe. But I, like, I quite liked Karen North. I thought she was good in this. She went on to bigger and better things. She was in God of War Ragnarok. I vaguely remember her. But my favorite thing about John Bernthal is he is like peaking right now. He is like the oh, high. He, he's peaked. People love he's him still at the peaking. moment. Maybe yeah. he's still peaking. That's what I but mean. He, he's, he, he's like, he's been good. He's great. He seems like a, a good human being as well. I mean, unless he gets cancelled, in which case. I didn't no, say that. I think that he's definitely got a pass, but he's, yeah. a, he's, he's like a guy. He was like an alcoholic. Right. There, there's like, he's like turned. He's like one of those people that like has had their epiphany. Turned it around. Yeah. That's so cool. I much I, I much appreciate that. That's that's yeah. good for him. I think it's one of those things whereby sometimes a second chance, it's good to get that second chance. It's yeah. clearly worked out for him. So yeah, I think nice. he did a podcast on that. He's done. Topic. It's really annoying because he's done a lot of podcasts at the moment and a lot of podcasts are getting John Bernthal on them. And I'm like, I'd love to have John Bernthal on our podcast. Come on. Yeah, come on. I got done podcast. John Bernthal. He's very it's good, smart. good boy, and he's. I, I think he's. He markets himself very well. I think he's just real. He, that's just, what I mean. Uh, he's a real dude. He's a real dude, and I. I'm looking forward to seeing him return as the Punisher, Frank Castle, in this upcoming Daredevil show, which I am actually really excited about. To be quite frank with you, DL, I'm excited, but I am. I am doubtful that they'll go full. I don't think I'll go full corridor on this. I think it'll be it'll be a watered down version. (laughs) You can't water him down, though. That's the point. I don't know. We'll see. Well, anyway, if you guys have heard anything this week that we haven't talked about, we only talk about a very small subsection of the news. So hit us up. Let us know at podcastassemble or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. We love it when you hit us up. We love it when you send us memes. We haven't had memes for a while. Maybe we need to bring memes back. Ah, who needs memes? (laughs) It's been a while. Before we go into our, our main topic, did you see that James Gunn reconfirmed that he was talking with Henry Cavill about other DC roles? Oh my God, really? What's the point? Which roles? What's the point? There are no more roles for it's, Henry Cavill. It's, it's, you'd never do it. He would be... How dumb would that be? Maybe he's talking Old Man Superman. It's the only... Like literally only, only acceptable thing, outcome. Or some sort of Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover type thing where he comes back for a movie. They sound too smart. What other movies uh, <laughs> could he be? <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of just jacked up superheroes, right? Yeah, but like you can't cast him. <laughs> Go get a different wrestler. The, 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 re- the regular like movie audience is like, I'm so confused. It's not even about confusion. It's just like, it's just, you're trying to create this new era. Like, mm. do not cast the old Superman well, who else, else. Who else did that? Like, who else do they bring in? Like, all the big actors have, like, got camps now. They're either with DC or they're with Marvel at this point. That's good for, it's good for actors, man. It's, well, some actors. Paycheck. Not all of them. Some actors really hate it. I don't it. know. Michael Douglas, well, he's like, 
twiddling with ants just makes a <laughs> million of fucking oh, money. Oh, yeah, we talked about uh, last week. Go check out our, yeah. um, our Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania episode. It's, it, there's some gold in there. DL, do you want to preface our main topic this week? Uh, I do. We are entering into anthology territory. Number 57. <laughs> Whatever anthology we're <laughs> we on. We have so many anthologies. I've um, called this one... Uh, sorry, this one is called... <laughs> I've got it. Sorry, you let do me, that. Let you me do. finish. This is called the original movies that are getting re- from movies to getting rebootuations. Original movies, the original movies of our of, newfound rebootuations of no of upcoming rebootuations. That's better. It's a lot of words. There. Let's try and say this one more time. The original movies of upcoming rebootuations. There's a lot of them though. Yes. <laughs> I still think there's a way to say that better, but I'm going to digress. Well, some, someone tell us. I Let haven't us know. figured it out. Uh, yeah, we're doing Indiana Jones. Oof. Oof. And, you know how excited uh, I'm seeing Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which, by the way, like a great name for the film. It's pretty, pretty spot on. It sounds kind of cool. We're going to do full spoilers, by Good the way, summary. guys. And before we start, why don't you tell me what your connection with the movie is? When did you first see it? Hard to say, because they okay. all blend together for me. Okay, yeah. I actually think fair. I saw Temple of Doom first. Which is the most terrifying one. And that's and also was, a prequel. Is it? Yeah, apparently so. I didn't realize that. I had no idea. Yeah, but I go, do remember it. how freaky it was. And I remember... The heart thing. And I rem- yeah, and I remember being like, oh, I don't want to watch these. Because <laughs> I was a kid. And then like the next one I s- saw like midway through the intro scene where you see like a dead body. Oh. Or the... You, you know, That's this one, This right? This one, yeah. yeah. So I saw... And, like I saw that like randomly before like knowing what i was watching yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. every one of these is so i actually don't think i'd watched this front to back interesting i think i'd seen like the airplane scene a bunch i remember playing with toys re- reenacting that airplane oh okay brawl i never had uh, i never had toys from this but that's real interesting not that just pretend i just used that I as see, an image yeah, okay yeah, childhood imagination. For my setting of lost. my other yeah. yeah toy battles. I I grew up with this movie. We've talked about this so many times. Like, there's like a very select. I grew up with fucking VHSs, right? I'm old. There's a very select number of VHSs we had it. We had it. We had which I watched regularly. One of which was Star Wars. One of which was this. And I would watch these movies so frequently. I just love them. But like you, like it kind of do meld together a little bit in my mind. So sometimes when I watch back, I'm like. Oh, this bit's in this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I did remember the scene where he just shoots him. There's like random things where I was like, I've seen this love, before. Love yeah. that scene. Well, do you want to give me your stupid plot summary for Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes. The typical tenured professor absolutely mails in his teaching job for a side <laughs> hobby. <laughs> I really like that. Didn't, didn't do much teaching. I like that a lot. This one's a little bit of a niche one, but Indy hates snakes and loves punching Nazis. Even if he has no bearing on the outcome of the actual movie, he still looks cool doing it. And now I had my mind blown by that fact, uh, as a lot of people did, by uh, the Big Bang Theory, that he has no bearing on the end of the movie. Not at all. If he wasn't in this, the same thing would happen all the way through. So, like, the the, na- the, Germans the Nazis still... would still find the chest, they'd still yeah. take it to the island, they'd still open it, and they'd still all die. If India wasn't in it, they'd just do it quicker. Maybe the U.S. wouldn't capture it in the end. Yeah, well, uh, that's well, the I mean, only difference. The only difference is that, it, well, I mean, it, he was technically supposed to take it to the museum, and it ended up with the CIA. So <laughs> he really has barely any. any no, no, any, I, ju- I just mean like it could have uh, just been left in the middle of the desert. Uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's actually fair. Yeah. All right, before we get into this deal, do you want to guess for me the IMDb score? That's a hard one. I mean, I guess it's got to be high. It's classic. Uh, eight point eight. Oof, 8.4. You so mm. close. I was going to go 8.5. Damn. Interesting. Keep that in mind. Mm. What do you reckon the Rotten Tomato score was? 85. 
And next one, that was '96, which I actually <laughs> think Rotten Tomatoes coming back back in my uh, you Good know gracious. really saving itself in my my opinion. Uh, really, you, Metacritic. You realize the Shadow of One was '98. Yeah, I know. It's well, higher that's, than Indiana Jones. Uh, then now it's got to be 85. 85% <laughs> yeah. on Metacritic. I find that really interesting. Like Metacritic never gets that high. We've talked about like two movies that have broken past 80 in our entire time. I mean, it's indie, man. It's true, and this is the the original, and it's directed obviously by steven spielberg and there's a big writing credit here for george lucas it's like a power couple it's like you know when they get like a super group together of like <laughs> is george lucas involved <laughs> yeah yeah he was a right he was one of the writers oh, in the movie. Wow. yeah him and him and spielberg were big buddies and it's obviously got harrison ford as indiana jones who by the way like you know when you just see a perfect piece of casting like, mm. this is it mm. but he's got like two of these so he's, like he's at his most handsome he's his most rugged is his most handsome Peak handsome ford he's got like a like like a machismo to him, but it's not like in your face. It's just feel, you just yeah. think he's probably got a like a good musk about him. <laughs> but anyway, it's got Karen Allen as Marion. It's <laughs> got do. a bunch of cool actors, fair, a lot of people. He probably does have a good musk. He probably does, uh, like a polish and whiskey or some <laughs> shit. The what I what I will say is it's it's interesting. Like he is an asshole. Yeah, big time. Pretty much the entire movie. We'll talk about it. He's not your typical hero. No, he's an asshole. He doesn't change much either. Do you want to jump into one of our favorite segments? We've been bringing back a bit recently. It is called The Goofiest of IMDb Pictures. I do. Now, do you remember our new MVP, who is Mark Oliver Everett, who is Jogger with Dog from last week's movie? Yeah, he's like do you want vaping. to explain you know, that? Aviator p- pretending to be Limp Biscuit with a vape. Yeah, it's, it's as, as if... As a microphone. One of the jackass boys was trying to do a Limp Biscuit video. Yes. Is that easy? Yeah, I think yeah. that's about right. Uh, this week, we have a real contender deal real goddamn content and i love this so this uh i haven't said this out loud so this is hard to say sunny caldineth caldineth sunny caldineth uh, who plays a mean mongolian <laughs> do you want to explain <laughs> that picture <laughs> he looks like a like a disgusted or confused maybe a disappointed <laughs> pimp Definitely. he doesn't look like a mongolian Definitely disappointed. he looks like a 70s disappointed pimp he's who got watches a, westerns he's a he's got a, <laughs> he's got a, a great afro a great handlebar and he's sort of doing like a pose like i don't know like what's just why like you, a quick, like, what do you want about kind of face what do you what are you what are you saying here yeah what's like, happening here? like go kick rocks so dl yeah are we sticking with our current mvp mark oliver everett or are we going with the challenger sunny caldineth i like sunny you like Sonny? Me I like too. Sonny. I really like Sonny. I'm glad you chose I think that it one. actually is a good IMDb pick, though. Mm. It's He's showing off his emotiveness. We should really have explained Goofy IMDb picture. Yeah. It isn't to make fun of people's IMDb pictures. It kind of is a little bit, but it's not to be like, this dude's ugly or this dude has big ears. It's to be like, this is the first picture people see of you when they search on the internet. This is really what you wanted. Why is this yeah. your, your, like, main picture of so yourself to, to be fair i'm mainly just laughing because of like the emotion emotions that he's displaying in this picture which yeah. is actually probably a good highlight of his acting ability so i i don't think that it's fair for him to win but he's won nonetheless i just think i just think my first reaction to it was that i just giggled so i was like that's a goofy i to be if i'm laughing at it it's a goofy it's goofy picture yeah all right then, shall we talk a little bit about this movie deal? What we shall. happens in what happens in this film? Indiana Jones, a sexy teacher turned bullwhipper turned museum knickknack lost and found guy, Stop stumbles it. into a Nazi plot to uncover one of the greatest religious mysteries of all time: the location of the Ark, as described in the good old testy Ark of. The- <laughs> 
the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. My favorite testy. Sorry, the Ark of the Covenant. Not the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. Because that could be confused with Noah's Ark, which is also an Old Testament. <laughs> Multiple Old Testy so many greatest hits. Yeah. You know? The greatest hits of the Bible. Yeah. He's, well, he kind of likes that. Did you ever kind of read the Bible growing up? Uh, I didn't. I went to church for a way longer so, than I could. So did I. But old Catholic school, Ugh. at one point, we had to read the Old Testament. He's a mean motherfucker, yeah, God, in the Old Testament, right? bro. He's real rough. It's a, di- it's a very different. Yeah. He transitions big, well uh, into the New Testament. Yeah, he's he's, well, he's so, not really in. He's kind of a behind the scenes guy. But when he co- comes back as like the artist formerly known as God, like he's way more chill. Yahweh like is not <laughs> looking out for Yahweh. <laughs> like we get we get way off topic and probably offending a lot of people. Uh the first thing I thought about this, and, and I completely agree with all you said. Like Indiana Jones, like he he's not the hero we deserve. He's the hero we need right now. I fucking love this film. Like <laughs> this is a huge part of my childhood. And yeah, he's just like, he's just effortlessly cool. Yeah. There's something about him that I just no, love. I mean, and like, I just think about if somebody made a movie like this now. Yeah. It, it's doable. It You know, uh-huh. there's parts that probably wouldn't be, but it's mostly doable. But who would you cast? I, I Like if you didn't yeah. cast the right person, it's like not doable yeah. at all. I don't think many actors have that type of charisma in Hollywood right now. I can't yeah. think of one who's got that. Like he has a soft side to him. Like he is a macho man, but he certainly has a soft side to him as well, yes. which I, I find really Charming. like. Ch- yeah, exactly sure. that. That's one of the things I've written. Yeah. Like the theme of the thing, the outfit, the rugged, like the charm. Yeah, he's charming. It's all the things that make Indiana he, Jones. He's a charmer. It's beautiful. It's a, it's, it's a damn good movie. It is. But who would you cast as him now this oh, is actually God, nice foreshadowing really for the really hard yeah i for some reason just got jai courtney in my head and that's the wrong person because <laughs> he is not the actor for this i don't know like it's i think that it's uh the the initial person that it came to mind that i'm now second guessing is the guy we were just talking about for the punisher but oh, he's too dark him. yeah every i've never yeah. seen him play charming i mean he's i've not- seen him be charming but he, it's always manipulative interesting it, like for the characters he's played it's not like his true self i don't see him as like a traditionally handsome bloke though whereas i'd no, say he's not he's a little Harrison bit more hard Ford. yeah definitely he's definitely um, been had a hard paper around growing up. i was gonna say like another one like jake Gyllenhaal, but again like yeah, probably his, too the handsome. roles he, he's uh, too handsome and the roles yeah. he does are too dark did you see him this week he's super ripped to play like a ufc fighter he has got jacked yeah, he likes to work out it's yeah. like his thing i think I can see where you're coming from, though. I think I think maybe you know he's where I'm a bit trying to try. And, yeah. I, I just don't. I, neither of those are correct. I feel like there's someone but, in there. But like, if you keep digging, you need like you need like a coolness. You need a sexiness. Oh, but you know, also it's, like it's Momoa. Oh, I guess yeah. Okay, maybe. But maybe he's too buff. But he's too buff. It's like it's like he's he's not. You know, if he yeah, if he was skinnier. Yeah, we don't have many everyday action heroes anymore. You know? Right? Like like you're not threatened if you're Jason Momoa. I'm threatened if you're Jason Momoa. No, you are. But like <laughs> the the viewer isn't worried. Yeah, okay. Is what I'm oh, that's so what you mean. Yeah, like you don't feel like Indiana like Jones is a teacher. He's a dude with a yeah. whip. Yeah, and he's like he's a little buff, but he's like not exactly. He's not buff. He's just fit. He's just in good. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's, fit. Yeah. Exactly. There's not. Yeah, it's really that's a really interesting conversation. It's a hard one to pick. I'm not entirely sure. Hard to pick. Yeah. Uh, so all right then. Well, let's talk about how this film opens because I. I was watching this opening, the first 10, maybe 15, and then up to the end of the first scene where the ball rolls after him. Yeah. And the whole time, all I could think was, this is one of the best openings I've ever watched in a movie. I learned more about him as a character in the first 10 minutes without seeing his face or hearing him speak 
than you do about some of the Marvel characters in like 10 movies in a row. After 20 minute monologues? Precisely. <laughs> they could go on about their like parents. Narration and, monologues. Yeah, they could literally be on like a psychiatrist's chair telling us their entire life. And I still know more about this guy's motivations, his character. It's just so deli- delicious. It's also just a really fun first 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, absolutely. 20 minutes. So good. Yeah. Let, let's talk about it then. So like you're effectively introduced to him and they're going through what looks like an Aztec type temple. Uh, well, you're, you're introduced to like a really rugged jungle. Yeah, you're in a jungle, yeah. Like, wah, 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 like all the, the birds <laughs> It's like, what? What's wah, happening? Wah, 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 wah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like these fucking you just do that the echidnas whole and all sorts of weird noises. Big time. And they're worried about like poison darts. You're like, this is like, ooh, cool. Yeah. And you get the feeling of this, ad- this fearless adventurer who you've not even met yet because the guys who he's with are clearly like scared of the environment. They're, you know, like they're trying to turn back and they're trying to talk him out of it. Whereas he's just, let's, let's do this. And you're Pretty ev- confident. Yeah. And like there's, there's bits when like you hear the one guy clocking his gun and he just, just even flinch, just gets his gun out, whips it out of his hand. It's like, even when he's been double crossed, immediately you're seeing that he's completely fearless it's amazing yep. so well done it is and i really think it's like a testament to how good a director steven spielberg is he is obviously an amazing director i mean this is like you know back when the the previous movies that were made i think before like the 70s and the 80s like this is a big jump yeah between absolutely. like the really really good movies absolutely. in the 70s and 80s to like what was made in the 60s totally. in, in terms of like technical and yep. and storytelling and like you could just tell he was at it he was at his like most inspired oh, yeah, at a zenith. time when yeah, like totally that could do the most yeah. cha- could create the most change yeah. i think and the, the the opening like it it progresses and it's actually an opening that i've watched so many times in my life but i get excited every time i see it so he gets that he's effectively trying to take this idol which is a gold head and he gets it but then he gets double crossed by the guy who's leading him there and then Effectively, he runs away from a giant rolling ball, which has been memed a million times. The boulder. Yeah, but then I, the, the most interesting thing I find about this is then you immediately meet his, like, antithesis. You meet, like, his adversary to the film. The French guy, Balok, yeah. I think he's called. Yeah. And it's like, this dude's the complete polar opposite. Like, yeah, okay, he's a bit fearless, but at the same time, like, he's getting everyone else to do his dirty work. He's, you know, he's sneaky and he's, like, stealing from the guy who's just done all the hard work. And I just love the juxtaposition of the two immediately at the beginning of this film. Same. And, and there's just enough similar about them that they're a good foil to each totally. other. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's chef's kiss. It's beautiful. Uh, and then you obviously, at the beginning of the film, my favorite part is it, it rolls in and you get to see him. You get this complete whip crack change like that change of pace mm-hmm. and then you just see him as a school teacher <laughs> like what's happening only for about five minutes of co- yeah i mean of okay. course yeah he's not he's on tenure right and i've literally had like you know the bit where the girl's blinking and she just has love you on yeah, her eye. Yeah. I, I which is an absurd thing to do mental but i that, that's i get her to a hospital yeah. like, <laughs> he's a good looking man it's yeah, not ta- like that, it's clearly not tattooed that's not the way to do it that's, it's clearly not tattooed it's clearly just drawn I, on even worse like <laughs> she, would she do that herself you wipe it off i don't but like Did why not just write a, a note <laughs> give him an apple <laughs> like what <laughs> just carve i love you, you into know, an apple flirt playfully I like it. i don't know I love it. and this is where the film really kicks off in terms of the the arc right he gets accosted by i think the cia yeah a couple of cia like guys FBI, yeah CIA. special for, yeah special agent subscription and they're asking him to try and get the ark of the covenant before the nazis do and we're introduced in that 
beautiful moment to like the foil of him the whole way through these movies, which is the Nazis. And I bloody love that. <laughs> like the Nazis are just such a perfect foil to any real superhero. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, the Nazis, and this is like, they were there, they are and were and will always be a pretty easy villain target, Big right? Time. You know, and naturally. Um, and this is like at a top, but they, they're, they're are, they are kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, tropey nazis completely like they're not trying to actually investigate anything about anything new the beliefs of that and what caused it and how that actually they're just trying to have an evil villain that's an anti yeah it's like a classic bad guy totally i don't feel like they needed to not then but if you made this movie now i'd be like that was that's that's shallow do something we'll we'll find out you know what i mean though like indy 5 i I would i would i would expect them to do something new and more with it today because that's been done to death i think they're going to give layers to matt mickelson's character somehow but before we move on to the performances then let's talk just a little bit about the stakes of this movie so we've obviously talked about it being about the ark of the coven you know this mythical um like source of power that can help Hitler take over the world, which I find fascinating. But at the same time, like it still feels really small and mm-hmm. like, it just feels like such a personal and contained story. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. And it's, it's like a weird little world that like, I didn't know existed all these, totally. you know, it feels like you're getting introduced into this little sect of society that cares about like, weird artifacts totally <laughs> like, well, archaeologists yeah like, like uh, basically do you know any archaeologists well, now I, I do because recently i've also been into this whole space with uh you know that graham hancock oh, stuff of course and, yeah but, but i mean that doesn't make you an archaeologist my man not You're at not all going out digging every not weekend. at all but my point is like it's it's you know i agree it's it's small yeah. in its scale it's beautiful sure. it's really nicely positioned to have like a real laser focus on him but this bigger story in the background so Indy then goes off to Nepal to meet Marion, who we'll talk about when we get to performances just as we're getting there, uh, essentially to find the headpiece of a staff that can point them in the direction of where the Ark is buried, right? That's what we're told. And it's a great time to talk about performances because I really like that Marion character. I think she's really spunky and feisty. I think she's got a great, like, vigor to her. She is. She does have a lot of spunk. And... She is, uh, I feel like she's like the tropey American. I, f- I feel like there's female a, of this I, era. And I've written this down. I feel like there's a big missed opportunity with her because she goes from being, like I say, this spunky, feisty, you know, like you say, like quintessential American dream woman, you know, who don't need no man yeah. to being like, you know, a bit of a simp for India by the end of it. It's a bit like she, her character almost devolves as it goes through. Well, you, they can have a bit of both. You know, I mean, yeah, people fair. simp, people also do have individualism and they, you know, experience changes their vulnerabilities to, to being more, you know, open with people. I don't know. I, I, I liked her character overall. I just, mm, me too. I thought they gave her quite a lot of like agency, even when they were making indie. It was, totally. kind of, you know what I mean? Like, even totally. though she was being sidelined, yeah. they were like, you didn't really. <laughs> you sided with her like you know yeah, what i mean big, like you were like well, you're kind of an asshole dude. yeah he is an <laughs> asshole like that like well we're gonna talk about it in a minute but the bit where indy goes to like free her when she's captured and yeah he just goes like actually if i free you they'll that's know that's the that was so, the worst part <laughs> so i mean look we'll, we'll get to it but i think harrison ford we, i mentioned Simone, he's made for this role right like his whole performance all the way through is just 
so spot on. He's got this gruffness to him that's just hard to replicate. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's got that. We've talked about that. I mean, yeah, we just, I'm not going to get back into it again. I don't think we do. I don't think that exists, mate. One thing I do exists. love is you talked about the portrayal of the Nazis. I think there are a couple to call out. So there's Roland Lazehu's tote. Uh, he's the dude who, in this scene we're talking about, so what happens in this scene is the uh, the Nazis break in to try and steal this amulet first. And a big fight breaks out. Indy's fighting against a bunch of them and a bunch of Mongolians as well. And the amulet actually falls into a fire. And this one Nazi dude tries to grab it. He's already taken his glove off for some stupid reason. I'm not <laughs> totally sure why. And it's so hot, it like burns the thing onto his hand. Mm. It's like he literally burns mm. the amulet onto his hand. Yeah. And that guy... I remember that. That Ronald Lacey guy is the quintessential Nazi for me. Is he like the same guy that plays the Nazi in Winter Soldier? He kind of feels <laughs> you know like what it, I mean? He? I know he's not. He's got a vibe but about like him. But like he he reminds me exactly of that guy. I feel guy. like he's just got a look. But you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, guy that totally. turns into the supercomputer yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It's not him. Yeah, I'm, I know it's Adam not Zola, him, but, but isn't it like the same dude? Like He's got a similar look to him, definitely. Yeah. Like that very, I don't know. There's something like smarmy about him. He's got like this sort of like, I don't know. I don't even know how, like he, he makes my skin skin crawl whenever Fair. i see him but he's kind of cheesy at the same time no Do you know what is. i mean he's he's a perfect fit for this movie he really sure. is i really like his poems and some of the other guys i mean we mentioned belloc before the the mm. art the, the arch rival of indiana jones like yes whenever he crops up in this like french guy yeah, yeah he's just perfectly cast yeah and we talked about the scene later on in the film when the fly like last week actually when the fly like crawls into his I mouth did, i was looking for it and i didn't see it <laughs> right at the end it's uh. so good I really um, like uh I really like the Egyptian guy who like Yes. Who's there who's Sala. like the expert, you know, digger. Yeah. That guy played a really cool John Rhys Davies of Salah. Yeah. I love him. I think yeah. he's and he crops up in I think he's coming back for the new one as well. Oh really? He's really great. I like yeah. him a lot. We'll talk about Kyra in just a sec. The other person I do enjoy as well is Brody, who's like his bumbling uh, like friend at the university. I think he's just got a real like quaintness to him that's really fun. And in later movies, he comes back and he is that bumbling idiot. And it's just well, it makes sense. Museums are run by like you know totally super. Well, I shouldn't say they're not uh, intelligent, but like they're people that would be really obsessed with this obscure thing, right? They're not going to be this like corporate sharp. Well, it's like anything. They're like they have their specific knowledge pattern, right? And that's what they're into. And I, I, I just think overall, like the casting of this movie is just like chef's kiss you know it's beautiful mm-hmm. so as the movie then moves on like i said marion's captured then they go to cairo what are they doing in cairo well they try and find uh they try to find the ark yeah they're trying to find the ark they try and find a digger to tell them where the ark is they get into a couple scuffles and he thinks his woman's dead i like the staff scene i really like the scene where mm. so what happens is they find that like a, a map of the city on the floor this lost yeah. city uh, and because the Nazis only have half of the, the amulet because it was burnt onto the guy's hand, mm-hmm. they don't realize that the staff's too tall. So the staff says, like, it's got to be six feet high or whatever. And then on the back of it, the side that isn't burnt, hand, it says, like, and then take away, I think it's a, a foot for... Mm-hmm. So they're looking in the wrong spot. So they're literally looking. It's so well done. It's great. And then obviously Indy finds the Well of Souls, which is this big snake-filled temple. Which, by the way... They're just living there for thousands of years. Yeah. Are these I, snakes like eating? Are they cannibalistic? Great question. Well, they must, they're coming, you can see them coming in through the wall. And then they just keep eating and then each do they other. they just keep and dying. And yeah. Then, like, the, the bigger ones and survive. And they eat the eggs. They, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Oh, man, you make some really it's awkward like the points. The snake here. eating the snake. 
Yeah. Oh, like Ooh, that it's old, like the old, infinity uh, symbol. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. There's no symbol. Sorry, about that, but <laughs> that's gone on a tangent. Yeah. But what what do you think about the pacing then of the movie overall? I we kind of dra- touched on it. I, I I enjoyed it for the most part, but I did think the end dragged a bit. Right. I thought there was like three Nazi chase endings in the last thirty minutes. Interesting. Yeah. So one's on a boat. Ones when they're I mean, in like the, ones on the, in the temple. Okay. Was well, like a Nazi chase like gotcha battle climax there. Uh, yeah. Ones in the boat or in the on the submarine. Yeah, and they're then on the boat. And then he the, chases them to submarine. Then ones in the canyon. So it's like, and they're all within like twenty minutes of each other. And they, yeah, twenty minutes of each other. It's like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, okay, how many times are they gonna like run into the Nazis, get away, run into? The, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, okay, maybe cut one of those. We'll talk about it in a minute, but I really like the subversion of trope. You know, he thinks he's getting away with that, and this is what happens next. So they, I didn't mind that one. That one makes sense, and it's also anyway. the submarine. And then the U-boat just like yeah. rocks up and is like, hello. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's like a known Nazi, like totally or German power at that Sneaking point. Was, there, up on was there their U-boats? So totally. I kind of agree with you, and I explain it that way, but I feel like this movie's got so little fat to it. Like, the only thing I would cut, personally, would be, like, when they're in Cairo, and they just kind of hang... The, do you know the bit I'd cut? You know the bit where Marion ends up in, like, uh... It's not a vase, what is it? It's like a... <laughs> what even is it? It's like a basket, or like a wicker basket thing, and then they're doing, like, they're doing almost like the Scooby-Doo thing, where there's two guys running with the wicker yeah, basket, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's a thousand wicker baskets, yeah, and she's yeah, in one. I'm like, I, I, that didn't work for me. It's like... Yeah. You trying to put comedy in this? Like, what's happening in this? Scene? Well, I, they just needed to find a way to get Indy on his own for a bit. Well, they didn't actually Fair. really need to. No, they didn't at all. So they could have found a million ways for her to. They get could have just grabbed her and run away with it. They didn't have to put her in a basket for something. No, I just meant in general. Like, why did they? Why did they have those guys go battle them? Mainly to get her to be separated from Indy. Let's come back to this soon because I want to talk a bit about it in action because there's actually some really fun bits to it. I do like the idea, and, and there's one there's one part of this scene which irks me and is going to come up later. It's the monkey. There's something about it, and I've just always fucking hated that the monkey. Dates? Well, the monkey dies because it eats the date. I like right? that scene. You yeah, know, I like that scene too, and it shows who Indy can and can't trust. I, I like that a lot. But the monkey man, it keeps like switching allegiances. One moment it's their mate, then it's not, and then it's like it's with some one-eyed guy or something. I'm like... Make up your mind, monkey. Like, you don't deserve to be, even be in this film. I don't know why. It's where the food's at, bro. It's always irked me, that weird it's little monkey. Random, you got... I know, right? You Tell always have it. something like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it does... But I, the, uh, the reason I like the bits in Cairo is because he kind of learns who you can trust. Like, he obviously knows. But I feel like he really, like, finds who his friends are in that, in that exact moment. So, you mentioned it before. They get away. They're thinking they've, they've escaped with the, the Ark. And then they intercept him on the boat, and it's a great time to talk about like the cinematography and world building in this film. Mm. Like it goes through so many different places. Like it, it makes me laugh because he kind of for me this movie invented for me that sort of like you know the aeroplane going in lines and mm-hmm. going to different places, and then you're all of a sudden you're oh, you're in Cairo. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. And I, I think everywhere is really well fleshed out, and you get a really good feel of everywhere you, you visit. Just the supporting cast is pretty interesting. Agreed. Like the the boat captain was like this weird like dude like cool just dude. really really good character. The Egyptian digger was great, and then you've got like the museum. Like it's just got every supporting Variety. character. Uh, yeah, yeah, just is really well, I guess, well imagined. Yeah, definitely. and well cast. Like yeah, and you know, you're Everyone like a, feels it really fits, it yeah. fits the vibe. 
Like they, they all, they all the feel like they've got a good backstory. <laughs> you know what I mean? They all feel really lived in as yeah, a weird if, thing if to it's say. The, if it's the tone, like the, yeah. all of it, yeah. Yeah, I love it. And it doesn't, I feel like it, it doesn't age it, even though it's clearly an old film. I feel like it's kind of timeless in a sense. Like it doesn't, like, you know, everyone now would have mobile phones and stuff. And what's the point of walking around with a whip and such? But like, it, it just has this sort of feeling of like, it hasn't aged for me at all. No, I agree. I mean, there's certain parts where I'm, but like overall, it's it it's a timepiece. It's, it's it's a globe. It's okay for what it. Piece. Yeah, it's okay for. Yeah. Like the the parts that would age badly, like they don't because it's like it's just it was at the perfect moment. I think. Yeah, I think so know, too. When, when right? it was done, really, really perfectly timed yeah. delivery of the movie, and so all right then, let's move on with, with the plot then. So. Because I really want to talk about action, because action's probably one of my favorite parts of this movie, and then maybe music. But... You really like those punching noises. Oh, yes, I did, my man. So, they've obviously, the NASA's have intercepted, we're obviously skipping through the plot quite quickly, but like, they take, they decide to take the Ark to an island to test whether it is actually the Ark of the Covenant. So they don't, they don't want to piss off the Fuhrer, right? They don't want to piss off Hitler. So they're like, let's just test it. Let's, let's go and go and make sure it's the real deal here, guys. So they saved a lot of lives by just testing it with him. Well, exactly. Uh, and this is where it does go a bit like sci-fi, supernatural. I kind of like that about this, though. Me too. It's like the mummy. Like, there's not enough, you know, sci-fi. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, like kind of 1920s to 50s. Totally. Set it, setting movies. Not in a hokey way either, in like a good... It's hard to not make it hokey. Yeah, well, the, this has done a... Like, yeah. That did a really good job, for example. Uh, and then you see the un- the unleashing of the power of the Ark, and it basically like melts everyone on the scene. Maybe we s- it's such an eighties throwback that scene where all the Nazis that's the melt. only part where it was really you could see that could age. You could tell, yeah. I mean, it was bad. I still like it. it, it I don't know. Really scared. I, I, I watched this way too young, and it scared the shit I mean, out of me. The, the concept child. of it is entirely frightening. The mm. execution of the special effects nowadays, I was kind of like. You know, it is a throwback, yeah. but in, in, in like a really good way. And I, I genuinely really like it. So let's talk a bit more about action. I talked about it before and there's a lot of really fun, interesting bits. And one of my, I didn't want to use this for like trivia or anything, but one of my favorite like parts of the movie is the bit you mentioned before where they're in Cairo and Indiana Jones is chasing after Marion. He's in the street and he's faced up by this, this dude who's got this massive sword and he's swinging it around he looks super cool super fly mm. and indiana jones is like shit what am i gonna do and he just thinks i mean i've got a gun <laughs> he just yeah. like shoots the guy did you, did you know the story behind that yeah i was yeah. about to say you, you want to go uh it's something about like they had this big orchestrated choreographed sword fight yeah and didn't harrison ford get like injured or something or like they, anyway, they just decided, uh, or they ran out of budget, or something like that. So Harrison Ford, yeah. this is this is what this is IMDb, so it's got to be right. Yeah. Harrison Ford was supposed to use his whip and get the sword out of the yeah. attacker's hands, but apparently a bunch of the crew, including Harrison Ford, got food poisoning. Yeah, sometimes. so <clears throat> so he was too sick to do the stunt. Obviously, so after like several, I mean, it says after several unsuc- unsuccessful attempts, like what did he do? Shit himself after trying a bunch of times, like <laughs> what? like. Uh, and he just was like, apparently Harrison Ford was just like, why don't I just shoot him? <laughs> and like, Steven Spielberg was like, that's actually a great idea. That's perfect. Yeah. It's, but it's like, that's a, a really great character moment. Yeah, it suits his character. Totally. Like, just outthinking whoever's in front of him, like at every step. And I really like that. That's actually one of my favorite action scenes in this whole film. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Did any action scene like stand out for you? Not really in general. Like, I think, well, like, there's the battle. I already talked about the, like, the fight on the Nazi airplane. 
See, that's, that's one that really stands out for yeah. me in this. I um, really like that. Talk to me more about that. No, it's just, it was just like the setting's really cool. There's this big plane moving. Yeah. It's like going around in circles. Yeah, it was a really good little yeah. hand-to-hand combat setting. But, um, the, but but there's the added, like, there's the, so there's added danger to it as well, right? So Marion yeah. is stuck in the plane. Plane lid's shut on her, the lid. <laughs> the cockpit is shut on her. But then also... There's gasoline There's gasoline rolling down to it. And, and the plane's about, moving yeah. towards it, which means yeah. everything blows up. There's just added tension because of the setting right. of the fight. Real, and the dude he's fighting is massive. Yeah, unbelievable that Harrison Ford would win. But Not even close. Well, he doesn't. He gets a crap kicked out of it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I guess he just didn't have... He, the other guy lost. Yeah, Harrison Ford win. like falls down yeah. as if he's like, ah, oh, yeah. give up, I surrender. Then like the plane wing just like <laughs> chops him to bits. It's brutal. I love that though, scene. Like, I did the pun, like some of the choreographs, like you could tell it is the choreography. You could tell it is in the eighties. Sure, the punch noises that kind of yeah, totally. ta- kind of takes me out of it a bit. Okay, sometimes, but I, overall, I liked it. Not bad. I'd say it's got a physicality to it that you don't see a lot of nowadays like it felt like okay there was the noises but like it felt like he was being punched in the face way more mm. than some of the things you watch today are i don't I know i didn't i didn't see i didn't see it as like a bad i'm not going to disagree i just it, it didn't look bad and yeah. a lot of fights at you know older in older movies look bad okay you know what i mean like yeah, think about I, like highlander i agree it lo- yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean we need so, to go back to that though, yeah, like. so like go check out our episode on the highlander we should go do highlander 2 at some point but you, you get my point like that just was terrible totally. like it, this wasn't totally. that but it wasn't like oh man like it was just okay it wasn't the matrix let's yeah. say that i i think it, it does lean into one of the themes in a movie which is the like almost hyper masculinity of it like it is a mm. super over the top like he's obviously like a fearless uh, always in control, like leading man. It's a man's man's movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. I, I, it's it's interesting because there's there's some think pieces about it now that actually cri- criticize that a little bit in terms yeah. of like how it, like masculine it is. But the reason I like it and 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 don't quite agree with some of those criticisms is because he's kind of an only man and he does get his ass kicked in this movie like a lot. There's nothing wrong. Like I mean, like maybe maybe people will get mad at me for saying. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a manly man. Like it's just, it's just not in vogue right now. He is what he is though. Like it's a character, you know what I mean? Like totally. And it's true to form. Like he's consistently that way. So call it flawed, call it bad. That's the character they're, Mm. they're, you know, exploring and they're consistent. Well, yeah. And I said up top, like, I think he does have a softness to him that he lets out in very small bursts. Yeah. It's interesting that that has been criticized because you do see that at times when he's like, you know, alone with Marion or whatever. People criticize anything, man. It's very true. Uh, so the movie then, before we get onto music, which I, I am excited for, uh, the movie uh, ends with effectively Indiana Jones delivering the arc to the CIA guys and the US government giving it to them to put, put in, in their warehouse of big warehouse of, of it's like how many religious artifacts how many artifacts are there <laughs> yeah, like, like, what's happening here uh i i genuinely i i really like that like it's it's a cool visual even though it's oh, the, the ending of the visual ending is perfect it's just so 80s isn't it like, yeah totally. like good 80s not bad Saying that top men are studying it. Yeah, okay, what are you studying? Our top men. Yeah. With like his little corn on the cob pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like, I, I really like, I really love the music in this. I mean, it is old Johnny Williams or whatever. <sighs> What's his name? Is it John, John Williams. Yeah. I mean, he is just 
I, I don't know anyone better in the game. It is very, very... It's almost him and versus Hans Zimmer at this point. Yeah, I, I think that's probably true. You know what we need to bring back? They're very different. Hans Zimmer. What? <laughs> you know, he uses all those like... Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I mean... But like the... Li- literally the... The du, 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 du. No, it's great. It's it's a thing that I hum on a regular basis, genuinely regular basis. I mean, like they're yeah, they're all very. Uh, I mean, I used so to do catchy. it. Yeah, they're all very like unique, but also uh, you know they're all you can tell it's made by the same guy. Totally. You know, he's it's stylistically uh, connected. But then it's the uh, same with Hans Zimmer. You can tell when it's 100%. him. Like yeah. mm. the. Uh, I used to do this with my sister, like something when we were a kid, we'd play the game, like, listen to this, what, and tell me the movie it's from. And then I'd do Star Wars, like, uh, what is the opening? Dun, 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 well, there's that, dun, but there's dun, the, dun. Oh, the the beginning. I know the way you mean. Da, da. It's like more, it's, 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 now that you've done that one, I can't do it. Yeah, I know the one you mean. I'm, the, the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right when the credits are. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like, uh, like the other one that was Jurassic, the first one I did was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Anyway, it's a long way, wind way of saying you do all three, and no one can ever pick which one it is. They uh. know that they're like, oh, it's the mo- it's a movie, and it's that. It's is it Jurassic Park? Is it? And he does all. It's it's every single one of them is him. And I'm never surprised it's him yeah. because he's just a perfectionist, man. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, look, this movie, as I mentioned up top, like he. Indiana Jones doesn't actually have a bearing on the end of this film, which makes it so much more interesting it's to just me. Funny, but it is. He could have just taught. And exactly. He just exactly. He could have just gone to bed. He, he could have like, actually done his job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on sabbatical, kids. You just uh, read the textbooks. Yeah. Like, what do you think he tells them? Like, I'm going away for three months. I don't think he, tenure. He doesn't have to sell them anything. Brody jumps in, does classes for Virtually him. impossible for do them you, to. Do you reckon a girl has love you on her eyes for Brody as well? Uh, I think it, I don't know. They're tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably can't get rid of them um all right well i mean that's that's the pretty much the movie then so do you want yeah. to talk to me about tones and our themes uh yeah i mean the only one i really had was american exceptional exceptionalism yeah okay talk to me about um that. you know and and i guess uh like well there's there's multiple examples right we get to keep the hidden arc thing and mm. test it even though like the like <laughs> we'll do better the nazis died yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. but we'll you know like that kind of thing uh just in general you know america's kind of portrayed as like the heroes yeah in this like and then there was literally a line where she yells you can't do this to me i'm an american oh my god do you remember that yeah when i heard (laughs) that i I do i was just like oh my god that's kind of repulsive (laughs) (laughs) i threw up a little in my mouth you know um but there's, there's I like definitely that. that i like that, that. the I, i've actually got a, a one ripped straight from chat gpt because i was interested to know what it thought but my one was just <laughs> this whole like the faith and religion side of things i find yeah. that really interesting sort of seeing religion as like a superpower or like this mm. mythical thing that's got powers i found that really weird and it felt out of place in such a grounded movie but worked somehow no i i liked it Totally like that. And the chat GPT one, which is a current favorite of the show, everybody knows that, is the colonialism and imperialism, which kind of links to yours. So obviously, you know, it's a mostly colonial setting. Jones traveling foreign lands to retrieve artifacts to take back to Western museums. It's exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I, I think it's fascinating that that picked up on the same things you were, the yeah, same vibes. Yeah. All right, then let's do our next segment, which is three best or three worst. 
This is just an overview for ourselves where we say three things from a movie, which three reasons why you might want to watch it and three reasons why you might not. Mm-hmm. So my first, what are your best? Be the do du- my first best would be the duality of kind of Harrison Ford and the Frenchie throughout the whole time. Oh, yeah, I love that. They, I love how they play with that. We didn't talk about it much except for the beginning, but it's actually throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it's great. They're constantly kind of uh, you know foiled against each other. Hey, we're more alike than you think. I'm just a bit yeah of it's, a different shade. It's, it's and- almost like it's almost like uh, Balok's like. It, it, the antithesis is like I say, but he's just like he's almost just a little bit sharper than Indiana Jones. Like he's one step ahead. He always is there to take whatever Indiana Jones has just stolen. And you're like, and it's like tempting for Indiana Jones to kind of compromise whatever morals he does mm. have mm-hmm. to compete with them. You can tell totally. he's tempted. Totally. Um, the other side of it would be I really like the general, like the intro and the general world oh, they built, but it. with like the tiki vibe there's like oh, a tiki I love that. you know what i mean there's like kind of like a tiki totally. I, don't know what, I don't know what to call it but that's what came to mind when it i felt was very aztec it. to me yeah it was just kind of like uh i don't know it's, uh, it kind of created a genre i think i'm surprised graham hancock wasn't there in the background 100 <laughs> percent. he's like graham. this is actually significantly larger underground than it looks sorry go on <laughs> i've watched way too much joe rogan recently let's talk about atlantis yeah, exactly um <laughs> What else, man? The third one was uh, I, I had uh, John Williams. Yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome score. Uh, I had the casting. I just think everyone is like so well cast in this. Like yeah. all the way from his, his antithesis, his rival, right the way through to like the the sick, like the creepy Nazi guys. The whole thing is really well done. Uh, I've also said like the villains. Like I, I feel like, yeah, the Nazis are the truly terrifying ones, but like mm-hmm. I feel like the villains uh, are often made of Indiana Jones' own making. Like, like I say, his antithesis. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real. I just think the whole thing's really well done and like structured. Turning archaeologists into heroes, <laughs> like there not should be a bigger task. market for this. Yeah, not an easy task to make someone that who studies yeah objects of yeah exactly history, yeah weird you know, shit that cool. Basically, turning Ross from friends. <laughs> making him cool yeah cool what are your worst task, yeah. what are your worst my man my worst are extended nazi chases as i mentioned i thought oh, that yeah. was like a bit too much dumb punch noises and i guess i got to be careful with this one but the completely evil racist nazi totally. trope is played out not that you know not <laughs> anyone the part of that has definitely faults but i guess i would like a more nuanced view sure uh, of of that and then just exploring more like what that means other than hey here's a villain you i know? think now like you said before yeah. nowadays you probably would get that yeah uh i said for my worst the fact that indy doesn't actually have a bearing on the end of the film i feel like i kind of feel like kind that's of funny. From, yeah it's funny i but think it's, it's kind of like actually accurate like he's yeah. just a museum teacher yeah totally yeah. i've got the the female characterization like we've talked about this a little bit like I think you miss an opportunity to have Marion more involved in some of the final scenes. Mm-hmm. Like she's just kidnapped for half the movie, right? And she's just kindy, kindy. You know, it's like and it doesn't really on. make sense why. Like, no. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I just said that damn monkey. I hate him. Something I just just hate him. Let, let the I struggled monkey with live. this one. I struggled with this live. one. All right. Finally, then uh, the big and real question to this DL is: We don't do three whips out of five whips. We don't do five out of seven. We just talk about whether this movie is better or worse than the most average movie we can think of. The internet's polarizing enough. Mm. But is it better or worse than Aquaman 2018? I mean, do we need to ask? Of course, this is better. Of course, it's better. Of course, uh, it is. Sometimes it feels like we should just skip this segment. Never this is ever. one of those times. I will never but, ever do that. But I will tell you that it is better. It is definitely Gladly. better. 
All right, DL, let's wrap this up then. So finally, I normally do for you a bit of what we call trivia true or false, where I give DL a bit of trivia and he's got to guess whether it is, whether I'm being facetious or whether I'm telling him a real bit of trivia from the movie. However, I thought I'd change it up this this week, just just a little bit. Just, let's hear just, it. Just to change. So this week you have actors who rejected the role of Indiana Jones, mm, true or false. I feel like I know this. I okay. Like I've heard this before. So I've got five actors here. Okay. And you have to decide whether they actively turn down the role of Indiana Jones or not. So the first one is Burt Reynolds. Yes. Did he turn down the role of Indiana yes. Jones or not? He didn't. So it's the didn't first red herring. Down. He once admitted that his biggest regret was passing up the role of Han Solo. That's what it was. I, for, I forgot I did. Star Wars. Oh, you got me. You 1977. Got me. So I got you with the first one. So a, if he was Han Solo, it would have sucked. Yeah, it would have been really bad. Uh, the second one then, Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, he did, and one of the oddest selections to play Indiana Jones. But you get it from his personality; you kind of understand why. Kinda, he can be an asshole. I don't think he's got the physicality, but no, he doesn't. He's but, coming off the back of Caddyshack, laughable yeah, and charming. Yes, definitely laughable and charming. Um, Tom Selleck. Uh, yes. Now this was the obvious one. I had to say this one here, but like he was like George Lucas's first choice. As you know, co-writer you on see this. How it would play. Yeah, totally. And um, apparently, he couldn't get out of his contract to play Magnum PI, so couldn't do it. Bummer. Devastate for the guy. Yeah. Okay, next one then is Sylvester Stallone. No. Yeah, this is a red herring. He was up for any action movie in the seventies and eighties. Like literally everyone. And if he wasn't, bloody Arnold Schwarzenegger was. All right. Final one then. True or false? Indiana Jones turned down the role of Jack Nicholson elongated pause yes he did turn down the role so apparently yeah. coming off the back of his role in one floor over the cuckoo's nest had shown his potential as a rebellious character and they liked the performance in chinatown too and you know that's kind of mysterious and quite like uh masculine aggressive so yeah he turned it down too i find that really that would have been sense though an interesting choice i don't think it, it i think it's he doesn't do movies like this no this is blockbustery no matter what you say a big and I never said it wasn't. No, I just mean I mean, no matter what you say. I meant in general, like no what matter you, what you say, what you say about it, like it is a block. Like if it's good, it's <laughs> totally. bad. It's a blockbuster style movie. Totally, and uh, that's just not his cup of tea. I don't think he's. Yeah, it's he's never done that. He d- he did some like Chinatown, like I say, but not like that. This. Wasn't a blockbuster though. That's like not a mass appeal movie. It's just a really good movie. It is a bloody good movie. We should do um, that one time. I would be down. I'd, I'd and just talk about. But that. he's done like rom coms, to be fair. Yes, That's I think about, that was more towards yeah. the end when he just couldn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Um, ultimately, look, this is one of my childhood all time favorite movies, and I will never not love this. Agreed, man. Agreed. So. Well, DL, do you want a little bit of correspondence for a wrap up? I'd love to hear some correspondence. We've got some lovely correspondence. You guys can find us everywhere. You can find us at Podcast Symbol on Instagram or the Podcast Symbol at gmail.com. Check out the website, as I mentioned before, www.podcastassemble.com. We've got some really cool content on there, but you can find our contact details there too. So hit us up first this week, DL. Yes. We had a potential topic sent to us by friend of the show, CP, who really liked this. It is actor duos who frequently work together so um, the first example of this the one that i have to hand is uh ryan gosling and emma stone so i think yeah they're in everything you could find so many options of this i don't know if i want to though do you you wouldn't be interested well, in I've already seen it? all these ep- uh, movies and none of them are good enough that I want to watch them I'm not again. saying rewatch them I'm saying we just talk about the actors who worked together Yeah we regularly. could do that. That would be a fun one. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. 
Are they exactly. in a couple? That, well, I mean, you, could, that just you could go through all of the Nolan mm. collaborators, for example. That's, again, I don't really like when the same director uses the same actors all the time. Except for Martin Scorsese and Leo. Interesting. But it's generally speaking, he just uses one. He He's like, not using the same cast of five, which is what Nolan does. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true, actually. Scorsese, um, he loves Leo. He does love Leo. He loves Leo and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Wahlberg. And, no. <laughs> what is his name? I'm from Boston. Uh, why am I having a stroke? Accent. What is his name? Who are you talking about? The other main actor. Jack Nicholson. No, in all of Scorsese's films. Mark Ruffalo. De Niro. He does love De Niro. Yeah. I'm sick of De Niro at this point. I'm not. Thank you, friend of the show, CP. We really appreciate it when you send us, send us random topics. We'll check it out. Another one was, and this DL, actually, actually, I was talking to my mum the other day, and I'm going on a bit of a side tangent here because I thought I would feed this back to you. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason she was saying that you thought Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was the first color movie was because it started off in sepia tone. And then it changes into color as the film goes on. So it was a stylistic choice. Stylistic choice, yeah. Fucking badass movie that is. Good movie. It's a really bad. Have you seen it? Y- many years ago, not it's, recently. Rewatch it. It holds up. Rewatch it. Rewatch it. I will. We, uh, could, we could do it for one of our many, many, many anthologies. I would love. Like, are we starting a Western anthology? Do you want to start a Western anthology? I would anthology? love to start a Western. We can anthology. start doing that. Okay, we might. Have can, to. Hang on a minute, then. Yeah, well, I have correspondence right. as well. Okay, just, just all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I will concede a Western anthology. You got to start letting me do some shitty movies again. We well, had a lot of fun talking fine, about those shitty fine. movies. I mean, you did, but yeah, we haven't done it for a long time. <laughs> that's fine, fair enough. Um, How about it? All right, I have some correspondence from uh, Mazeman. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I. You know, she wrote in. It was well. Spoil. I should preface spoilers for the Last of Us episode. Oh, we got some spoilers week. from Friend of Show Joe too. Okay. Excellent. It was really good to see Ellie actually scared. Yeah. I was tired of seeing her pretending to be badass and having nothing affect her. That was, was that's what was missing from her, some vulnerability. Now I can Love officially that. like her. Otherwise, fuck that pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And this is great because uh thank you, friend of the show, Mazeman. We also have a correspondent friend of the show, Joe. And these are leading nicely into what we're going to talk about next week, hopefully, which is probably going to be The Last of Us. Yes. He also said, just, oh my God, the, the, he actually says the episode with Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, it's right. That's all I can see yeah, when, it's, when it's on screen. <laughs> Ron um, Swanson in San Francisco. Totally. He says yeah. the whole thing is just effectively phenomenal and it's just making him want to go back and play the game again. I Me feel too. the same. Yeah. Me too. I just want them to release that multiplayer game. So yeah, I can, it's been in the making for like three years. Well, like you can play it. I think you can still play it from the first one or they've recently closed the servers. Look, it's the game is phenomenal. The show's phenomenal. And sly plug for my for our YouTube channel. Go and check out my recent video on how the TV show may end. I posited a theory that I think they might kill Joel at the end of this series. So go and check it <laughs> oh, out. Oh, man. We'll talk about it all next week after yeah. the, the last episode I, comes we out. We will. We will. I forgot to say one part of the correspondence. It's actually quite funny. Uh, Mazeman wrote in, I wasn't that shocked that they were eating humans. I was at first, but once I found out they were already dead and they were hiding that to the, from the other people, I actually thought it was good leadership. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Woo, I should wow. Be Our listeners are really weird. But yeah, all right, we yeah. appreciate that. Thank you for that. Thank you, Friendship Amazement. Where can they find us, DL? Oh, uh, they can find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. 
or thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. We got it right. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, with that, I think it's time to close out this show. Wrap it up. So what I will say is please do pass on the pal. Pass on the pal. Pass on the pal. Pass on the pod. Please. Give us a review of any kind. And thank you to friend of the show, Mr. Matthew Bliss. I can't talk. I am having a stroke. Of Blissery.fm for editing this episode. If you are a budding podcaster and are thinking of hiring a podcast engineer to edit your podcast, you know what to do. Let him know at his email info at Blissery.fm or visit Blissery.fm for more information about Madness Podcasting Services. He's an absolute legend. Check him out. Seriously. He does all my YouTube videos now as well. He is... And they're way better. Editing supreme. Oh my God. Like (laughs) infinitely. There is is a very clear delineation between... I cannot say anything because I've never edited a video in my life. But what I will say is, he used a different program to I did. Yeah, he did, he does. He, the program he uses is clearly better than one I use. Yeah, it's a, it's a program for sure. It's totally it's obviously a program. Software. That's all. That's all uh, I'm going to say. You can listen to his <laughs> video game news podcast, The Dead Drop, ten minute episodes twice a week. Check him out. He's great. He's great. Great content. Love the guy and a great editor. Thank you very much, DL. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. And until next time, Talia. Later's Gators.